0: It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish moment in the morning radio program. But J.M. and the A.M. <clears throat> that is the uh, one of the anthems of uh, care and concern for others uh, in our community around the world. Achenu kol Beis Yisrael. That's the uh, done. Uh, that's the version done by Leiva Nefesh. Uh, Baruch Levin, Before that, with Achenu, you heard Tehillim, a song that um, is entitled with the word that has been spreading through the world since Friday. to Tehillim, and more to Tehillim, and more Tehillim. That was Shlomo Simcha. Shal with Esau you heard Masach Hashem. That is our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman, and of course, Regesh Modani, opening things up as we say good morning. It's JM and the AM on this Monday, our first opportunity in this forum to uh, be together uh, since the, uh, the news broke on Friday morning that Gilad, Naftali, and Eyal, three uh, teenagers in Israel, were kidnapped. And I know that the, uh, the world, to an extent, but certainly the Jewish world, has been uh, focused on what's happening or not happening in Israel, has been focused on what is or what is not being said in uh, places like Washington, D.C., is uh, somewhat frustrated with the inactive role that some of our government officials in this country who pride themselves on being the guardians of the Jewish community and who pride themselves on always being behind Israel when Israel is in some type of desperate situation, uh, it is amazing how some of those government officials are completely silent over the last few days on what has happened in the Holy Land. Just Unbelievable uh, the community effort and this is uh, what I w- what I really want to see become one of the themes of this morning because there are a lot of things we could do and uh, a lot of um, uh, many things we could discuss uh, most of which have been discussed uh, in so many different forums including the back and forth elements in social media that continue uh, in in unbelievable fashion to uh, encourage people to continue to focus on what's happening in the Holy Land. Uh, but I really want to uh, emphasize the role that the Jewish world in general, and I'm not talking about the political world or the world of the Israeli government, just the Jewish world in general, concerned people, parents, singles, children, grandparents, everybody out there in our community who has played an active role to do something, to feel the pain of the parents of these young boys, of the classmates of these young boys, of the communities of these young boys, and who have stepped up to uh, really focus on what's happening in Israel. It was with uh, amazing pride that I observed on Friday just how many organizations and schools yeshivot groups uh, went ahead and organized not just released statements and uh, went ahead and uh, made sure that everyone knew that they were concerned about the fate of these boys but went ahead and arranged prayer sessions to groups special Torah study in some cases encouraging people to do specific mitzvot specific Commandments and or good deeds uh, in the merit of these um, three boys. and it was it, it was and continues to be heartwarming, especially in a, a situation like this where often we wonder if we have any role or if there's anything we can do. what can we do? That's always the big the big question. And in this case, thank God, there's been an outpouring of love and concern and uh, actual movement and doing by people heading to a shul heading to a school getting together as a group and today today the first weekday since we all learned of the um of the episode in Israel as we wait around the world with bated breath to see if any credible news report tells us anything new about the fate of these boys. We have an opportunity today to actually head to the streets something that the younger generation in our listening community is not as familiar with as our generation is. But we get an opportunity today to have our voices heard, to head to the streets and um, To express our solidarity with the boys, their parents, their families, their communities, and with the Jewish people, the people of Israel. It is a, um, a unique opportunity to have our voices heard and to, uh, and to participate in events and sessions that we know, that we know have a positive role in all this. That having been said, as I continue, and I'm sure this is something that has been um experienced by so many people in our audience over the last couple of days, your inboxes, especially those who are part of multiple lists and multiple groups on the web and through email, your inboxes are filled, thank God, with messages and reminders for prayer and with information about dates and times for get-togethers to say Tehillim to and to study Torah together in an effort to affect the fate of these three boys of Gilad, Naftali, and Eyal. Today, with all and again, there's so many different things. I'll, and I'll probably mention a variety of them throughout the morning. But today in New York City, at 12.30 this afternoon, outside of the Israeli consulate, there will be a prayer service and vigil for these three teenagers who were kidnapped in Israel on Thursday night. I remind you that one of the teens is an American citizen. You would think that there would be more of an outspoken action from government officials in this country especially the ones who I said earlier are always declaring their love and support for the people of Israel and the fact that one of these boys is an American citizen we hope encourages influential government officials to really raise a voice and demand that the enemy return these boys safely home Many organizations, Amcha, of course, no surprise, they're always at the forefront when it comes to hitting the streets and making our voices heard. Amcha, the Coalition for Jewish Concerns, RAGE, the Russian-American Jewish Experience, and others are going to join in this prayer service for the safe return of the three boys. Those gathered will be holding signs, reading, bring back our boys. The social media campaign on Twitter is, in fact, hashtag bring back our boys. And the goal is to gather together and raise our voices in prayer for the safe return of these youngsters. And while there are many gatherings, and I am continuously uh, impressed by the the number of get-togethers that there have been over Shabbos and Sunday and last night, the number of get-togethers in so many different places, so many shuls and schools and organizations, specifically to say to Hillam and to pray for the boys. Uh, As many as there have been and as many as you may have attended already, this is an important one. This is a public demonstration at a very high-profile place, in a very high-profile city where um, we encourage everybody to be this afternoon at 1230, 42nd Street, 2nd Avenue, New York City. And um, what is most heartwarming among the community members and segments of the community that do pay careful attention to what's happening in Israel and have great care and concern for what goes on in Israel on a regular basis, it seems that this whole effort to raise awareness, to daven for Gilad, Naftali, and Dayal, to uh, gather together for Tehillim, um, to hopefully be together and demonstrate in the streets of Manhattan. It seems that this is a uh, a cause that is now that has now gone across the board, across the board among the segments of the community that are. uh as I say, normally focused on a regular basis on what's happening in Israel. And uh, that is heartwarming. It's a shame as we point out often that the circumstances and circumstances like this have led to that eventuality, but thank God we're at that eventuality where it just seems that more and more people from different parts of the community are paying careful attention and are understanding the importance of demonstrating our solidarity With Gilad Naftali and Ayal. Some of the photos that are everywhere at this point, and that's the world we live in now, as you know, some of the photos that are everywhere at this point include the photos from uh, Yeshivat uh, Makar Chaim in the Gush, where uh, Gilad Naftali and Ayal are students. And uh, we've seen the prayer services from Israel, and we've seen statements by family and friends, and pleas from family members. And, um, and all of those are, uh, Are very emotional and very touching, and and in some cases frightening when you think of what the families are going through. But these photos from Yeshivat Mekor Chaim are just unbelievable. And if there's one thing social media has done, it's given us an opportunity to feel closer. And through all these videos and all the photos that we're watching we do in many ways feel closer to the situation and let's not lose focus you know today is uh, is a day that we've essentially set aside to uh, co- to concentrate on the on the efforts that are being made out there and commend all those in our community who've stepped up and are arranging all the different gatherings and who knows what will happen as days go by and hopefully the situation ends really well really really soon like within minutes but no matter what happens uh we want to make sure to keep our focus on the Holy Land. Uh, to that end, by the way, here at JM and the AM, um, we made a decision yesterday. We, we originally were supposed to have a big celebratory week, as we were discussing toward the end of last week here on the program, and that, of course, was our app week. So that has been uh, postponed, and we'll figure out what we'll do. But we felt this was not the day to start a big celebration of any type um, here at the radio show. So that will be obviously rescheduled, and the Michal Przanski, who's uh, one of the many artists out there who's out with brand new material, was scheduled to stop by. We'll push that to later in the week uh, when we can give him his due and uh, talk about the brand new album that was scheduled for today. We'll do it hopefully uh, later this week, right here at JM in the AM, ten minutes before seven o'clock. Danny Danone is scheduled. Uh, after our news from Israel at the top of the hour, Danny Danone is Deputy Minister of Defense in Israel. Um, he always comes through for us with, uh, with comments and analysis regarding situations that are happening in the Holy Land, and he's scheduled to join us. Uh, I would assume that we'll do more later on in terms of uh, any information we get regarding other gatherings that will be happening today. I did notice that our friends at Manhattan Day School have planned something for tonight. I'll get to that later on. And they're just one of many, many schools and schools and organizations that are constantly putting these gatherings on the calendar. Thank God. And, um, uh, Mayor Weingarten, of course, starting at nine o'clock this morning here at jmnam.org is going to uh, continue on this topic and we'll have, um, uh, plenty to say and uh, interesting things to, uh, Uh, ...to tell us regarding what's been happening in Israel. All that coming up between 9 and 10 right after JM and the AM at org. So there's plenty that we'll be uh, speaking about this morning. Let's keep our thoughts on Gilad, Naftali, and Dayal and their families. And uh, let's continue to uh, spread the word through social media and in every possible manner, including this radio program about the different gatherings that are going on today... We'll acknowledge those and continue to acknowledge those that have been happening over the last few days. But if there's anything that's happening specifically today, let us know. All the email addresses are open. Facebook, etc. is all open. Let us know what's happening. If you're on the NSN app, you could comment on the NSN app uh, where it says add a comment, and we will see it during this radio program if there's anything you want to alert us to. We want to know about all the, gathering, the gatherings that are going on and encourage everybody to participate. Again, today at 1230. 42nd Street and 2nd Avenue in New York City at the Israeli Consulate. It's JM in the AM. You're tuned to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world in the web, jmantheam.org. JM and the AM, Achenu, done by Yitzi Spinner, words that have been utilized a lot over the last few days, that's for sure. In reference to the words Achenu, as we, uh, as many people conclude these sessions of uh, Tehillim and prayer gatherings on behalf of Gilad, Naftali, and Dayal with those words, Achenu, Kolbesi, Yisrael, J.M. and the A.M. heading toward the top of the hour. We will get to our news from Israel coming up. Danny Danone will join us from Israel. He is Deputy Minister of Defense in the Knesset, member of the cabinet of the uh, Netanyahu government in Jerusalem. And he'll be joining us coming up. I do remind you that uh, programming that will focus on the kidnapping of Gilad Naftali and Ayal will continue until ten o'clock this morning here at jmnam.org. Mayor Weingarten will join us later on and then he'll continue at nine o'clock this morning on our stream at JMNAM.org. Um earlier for those of you who are just tuning in, we were discussing the uh, amazing number of gatherings that continue to be planned. Uh, in support of uh, Gilad, Naftali, and Ayal, Tehillim sessions, special tefillot, special Torah study. And uh, there are many of those that uh, continue to uh, happen. All of our email addresses uh, are open here at JM the AM. If there's any uh, that's happening today that you want to inform us about, let us know. We'll get to, hopefully, everything that's uh, sent to us uh, today regarding today itself, we'll get to during uh, uh, this program. And, um, we encourage uh, communities to continue to do just that, to continue gathering in the prayer and Tehillim services for uh, Gilad Naftali and Ayal. Uh, we wonder what we can do in situations like this. That's one example. I also remind you something that we'll be saying all morning long that it's 42nd Street and 2nd Avenue in Manhattan, a prayer vigil and, uh, a gathering in honor of uh, Gilad Naftali and Ayal to pray for their quick and safe release uh, is happening at the israeli consulate it's an opportunity for all of us to really show uh, many people especially those who seem to be uh, silent on this whole issue uh, that there are people who care about these three young men and what's happening in israel uh, 42nd and 2nd twelve thirty this afternoon please try your best to be there it's america's one and only jewish moments in the morning radio program for the listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Gali Tzal in the background, we'll go to our news from Israel coming up. Danny Danone, Deputy Defense Minister of Israel, will join us in just a few minutes, and we will talk about what's happening in Israel, and he'll certainly let us know if there's anything that he could tell us regarding the latest developments in this whole situation. Although you'd have to assume that everything is still. Being kept uh, under wraps. Also, one of these situations that um, is very frustrating these days is you don't know which reports have any modicum of truth to them. I know that Friday, different reports came out that were unfortunately um, discovered uh, that were unfortunately discovered minutes later were completely false reports that included a lot of uh, great news in them. So you don't know what. Uh, what you can believe and what uh, is not believable these days. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio 2pm newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jamania. <laughs>
1: Galitza in פירסום ראשון, וסגו אסקמות על ההברת מיליארד שקלים נוספים לתקטיבו ביטחון, כתבו נוטאל לברמ. מדברת שיש שרויים ביטחוניים, כי אני לא שיותר קל יותר קל הנעל מסע ומתנה בשקט, בישראל ביטחון, והאוצר יגיעו לאיזדר של ההברת מיליארד שקלים נוספים לאסקיר אפר ל השנה הקובע, היה שבעה מốt חמישים מיליון שקלים, כי שזה יפתור את המשבר הגדול של הימונים. נחזורים פרטים בהמשך עד כאן. במשטרה ממשיכים לעדוף את הטענות על טיפול לקוי בסליחת הטלפון של אחד הנערים החטופים למוקד 100. גורם במשטרה אמר לחטפתנו הדאס שטייב כי בליל החטיפה התקבלו במוקד 270 הודעות הנחשבות התרדות. יעל דן שוחחה עם ליאור, שם בדוי, לשעבר מוקדן במשטרה שמתח ביקורת על הליך הכשרת העובדים.
2: זה בחורות
3: צעירות שאין להם מושג, לא כי עם השמות, הם מסנח, עוד שאין סיימות תיכון, הם לא יכולים להתמודד עם, עם ניתוח עצבים. אנחנו מבינים את גודל שעכשיו הבחור הזה צריך טלפון. שיכלה לסיים את האירוע הזה חצי שעה. החבר'ה
1: האלו נמצאים בקווה 100, ללא הכשרה מספקת. עמו של הנערי חטוף איאלי פרח, איריס מסרה בצהריים לראשונה הודעה לתקשורת.
3: איאלי שלנו, אנחנו אוהבים אותך. עם ישראל מתפלל עליך, תחבק חזק, חזק את גלעד, את נפתלים. אתה כזה איאלי, אתה חזק. תחזוק בשבילם ובשביל כולנו, הלב שלנו קרוע, הלב שלנו שובור ואין זאת הלב מאמין שאתם תחזרו הביתה בשלום בריאים ושלמים.
1: בדובר צהל אומרים שגל השמועות שהופץ בשעות האחרונות על גורל הנערים אינו מבוסס ואינו אחראי וכי המידע המאמן היחידי הוא זה שיוצא מדובר צהל ובקולו. אמו של נחשון וקסמן אסתר אמרה בתוכניתי נעושים צהריים, אני נזדהה עם המשפחות.
4: כל,
3: הכל כל כך אותו דבר, אז הצבא לא התלגשה מהעניין הזה שהודענו ביום לישון בלילה שהוא לא חזר.
4: רק שקיפלו את הטייפ יום שלישי, איתו הייתי רוצה להגיד להם כמה שלי בי איתם, כמה שנים תקווה,
3: שהסוף הרבה הרבה יותר טוב.
1: ראש הממשלה נתניהו סוחח בצהריים עם אבו מזן לראשונה מאז החטיפה ואמר לו כי הוא מצפה שיסייע בעיתור החטופים. מלשכת אבס יצאה הודעה קצרה שלפי השוחח יושב הראש עם נתניהו על פרשת החטיפה ועל ההסלמה מצידה של ישראל. עוד בחדשות, נהג הפורמולה האגדי מיכאל שומחר התעורר ושוחרר מבית החולים. כתבתנו נעמה ארטשיק.
5: דוברת מטעמו של שומחר הודיע כי נהג מרוצים שוחרר מבית החולים לאחר שהושפז בסוף השנה שעברה בעקבות פגיעה קשה בראשו. שומחר שנפצע בתאונת סקי בעל פי מצרפתים היה שרוי בתרדמת, על פי הדיווחים הוא התעורר ועומד בפני הליך שיקום ארוך.
1: אלה החדשות שעורך
5: we
0: Thirteen minutes after seven o'clock Monday morning, as our thoughts are with Gilad Naftali, and Dayal, and of course their families, the three kidnapped uh, teenagers in Israel uh, that has dominated the news for us over the last um, over the last few days. Iris and Ori Yifrach, the parents of Ayal Yifrach, one of the teens abducted last week, faced the media today with an emotional address to their son and to the nation. Ori Yifrach said, we believe that everything that God does is for the good. We want to thank the prayers, the embrace, and the unity of the nation of Israel. I believe that this strengthens the children. The prayers reach the children and will help them to stay strong. He thanked the security forces, the IDF, the Shin Bet, the Prime Minister, and everyone involved in the search efforts for the three teens. The Yifrach spoke one day after Rachel Frankel, mother of Naftali Frankel, tearfully addressed the media on Sunday. Addressing her son, Ayal's mother begged him to continue praying and to cry to the heavens, saying that this is what gives us strength. We love you with all our heart. The nation of Israel is praying for you. Hug Gilad and Naftali tightly, she said. Our hearts are torn and broken, but we believe you will return home healthy and unharmed. We want to embrace you so tightly. So the parents uh, of Eyal Yifrach have uh, spoken out, and of course uh, every time any member of a family in Israel that is uh, going through this situation says uh, anything at this point, the media is all over it, her words should be, an encouragement for everybody to continue praying. Our word should be an encouragement for everybody to continue organizing these community efforts of uh, Tehillim and prayer that so many uh, schools and synagogues and organizations have been doing over the last couple of days. We continue to mention that today there will be a prayer vigil happening on 42nd Street and 2nd Avenue at the Israeli Consulate in New York City. We encourage everybody to be there, and uh, any community-wide effort that is going on in your community, and there are so many that are coming across our desk here that we'll try to get to during our program today, we encourage you to take part and to keep Gilad, Naftali, and Ayal in our thoughts, in our hearts, and our minds until this... Uh, hopefully ends very quickly in a very positive manner. Danny Danone, Deputy Defense Minister of Israel, joins us next. This is JM in the AM. continue on our theme of today, which is Achenu Kol Beit Yisrael. Gilad, Naftali, and Ayal are on our thoughts, on our minds, in our hearts. On our phone line is the Deputy Defense Minister of the State of Israel, our friend Danny Danone, who joins us live from Jerusalem here at JM in the AM. Danny Danone, shalom, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, Nahum. Is there anything you could tell us in terms of the latest, in terms of uh, news that we may not be aware of, that they're speaking about now already in the state of Israel?
6: Well, we're in the middle of the operation. We have a lot of troops on the ground, working very closely with the, the Shabak, the security services. Uh, we arrested many people and we're gathering more information. Uh, yet we have not uh, located and we have not been able to find our boys. But I can assure you that we're doing everything possible in order to make it as soon as possible, because we know that time is a very, very important factor in the equation. That's why we're putting a lot of pressure in the last
0: few hours. We keep hearing that the prime minister is in touch with PA president Mahmoud Abbas. Is that uh, is that a show? Is there anything? Uh, is there anything uh, concrete that comes from those conversations?
6: So I don't have uh, high expectations from uh, Abu Mazen. The fact he joined uh, forces with the Hamas into a unity government speaks for itself. He made his choices already, but I think that Abu Mazen knows very clearly that we will not uh, sit idly by if, God forbid, something will happen to the boys. And I think the Hamas is starting to understand it. If they thought that they will be better off by kidnapping Israeli teenagers, I think they're starting to realize that the, the outcome will be exactly the opposite, that we'll be able to help them so much that they will go back in terms of their activities to the position they were many years ago.
0: Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but to the casual observer, when we see celebrations in the street, uh, when we hear about, uh, or, 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 or when, we, when it seems that the threat of the IDF and the threat of, uh, of Israel's mighty hand does not alter the way that these enemies, that these terrorists, behave. It's sometimes hard to believe that they're going to go ahead and give in to the pressure of what Israel could do to them.
6: nahum you know my uh, personal opinion and stress it's not the government position, but I think we should uh, change the attitude. We should, we should uh, speak with them in a different language, a language that they understand better than the one that we are using today. And what I, I mean that we should stop the activity uh, together completely. We should uh, arrest everybody, including the people who are elected uh, officials. And I think that we should uh, maybe apply a different approach. We're trying to apply uh, Western values and uh, Western approach when we are dealing with a uh, different enemy. I think that the language must uh, be different. And I hope that the Prime Minister and the government will, will uh, realize that the only way is, uh, to create a different atmosphere on the ground is to act differently to those people.
0: Danny Danone is with us, Deputy Defense Minister of the State of Israel. Um, I'm, I'm sure you can't tell us anything about the meetings that have been going on and the emergency meetings that are called, uh, at this time. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of what seems to be false information, especially early on in this episode. There are things that are mentioned on social media that seem to be news reports and they end up being, completely false now I would guess that's happened in the past as well even when we weren't in an era of such high-speed social media but it, it, am I right that it seems to be a lot more now than it's been in the past
6: well I think today when you have uh, the all the public in Israel uh, tuned and listening and everybody is worried you know, I visited the family, I visited the families on uh, Shabbat. Like I can tell that today everybody is praying uh, for the kids together. So Everybody is listening to everything that's happening, but I think there some vicious forces that are using it, that people are waiting, and every once in a while sending uh, messages that have no connection, and I repeat, no connection to the reality. You know, I get a lot of uh, requests from people to confirm it. Uh, all those uh, false information are not adding to the situation.
0: Is there a reason to be optimistic, Danny Dunno?
6: Well, I can tell you one thing. I, uh, I was uh, talking to the yeshiva boys in Makor Haim, the yeshiva in Gush Etzion. Uh, and I, I told the youngsters uh, that uh, we will be stronger from this event. If the Hamas thought that we will be weaker, uh, I think the, the outcome is exactly the opposite. You see the people of Israel now becoming more united. And I think they, militarily, they haven't felt it yet, but they will feel the strength of Israel. And uh, if they wanted to make us weaker, the outcome would be exactly the opposite.
0: Is it unusual that there's no public information yet about the boys, that the, that those who've kidnapped them have not in any way, I don't know, released a video or given some confirmation about who has them and where?
6: Well, uh, you know, we have had the experience also with uh, Nashon Waxman that it took us a few days to find his position, and uh, we don't uh, know what would be the the idea of our enemies but uh, the bigger the organization is, it will be easier for them to make contact. If it is a small organization or a small cell of the Hamas, then it will be very hard for them to, to actually negotiate.
0: You mentioned a few seconds ago that you visited Makor Chayim and that uh, you visited with the families of um, uh, Gilad Naftali and Eyal. One of the things that I am picking up from uh, from people in our communities here on this side of the world is they cannot believe... How the parents of these boys are standing with such optimism and so much strength—a a level of uh, of perseverance that uh, that that parents cannot imagine um, with what they're going through. Uh, how can you describe to those of us uh, on this side of the world the type of uh, incredible strength that the parents of these three boys have?
6: I, I was very impressed, Nahum. On Shabbat, when I visited the families. Uh, they are all uh, strong families with strong emunah. Uh, they have all young uh, children, and I'm as a father for young children. I know it's very hard to, to tell uh, your children that uh, the, the big brother is not coming for Shabbat. But uh, they are very impressive, very strong. And I think today the people of Israel uh, see those strong families that come from uh, all over, from uh, the Yishuvim and from uh, other parts, and I understand that... That we are not going to be deterred from these vicious forces. On the contrary, we are strong, and I hope that I will be able to go back to the families and to the ishiba with good news. I hope it will happen soon.
0: Danny, if they were kidnapped off the streets of Tel Aviv, would this, with the way things are happening, be any different?
6: I think uh, no. I think today the public is behind this issue. No left, no right. People, and uh, you know, there were some people who complaining about the hitchhiking. And I said it very clear. It's not about that. It's about the, the incitement, the hatred. If they want to attack us, they will do it, whether we, we will take uh, rights or not. And I think that today the public in Israel is completely together behind the, the families, and you have no left or right on this issue.
0: And I don't know. I don't know to what degree you depend on uh, government officials in Washington to help the cause. But I think Washington has been noticeably silent. You'll tell me in a second if you agree. And there are many members of the U.S. government, senators and members of Congress in general, who you know very well, who take great pride in being out there to defend the Jewish people and the people of Israel, especially in dire situations like this. And they have been completely silent on this issue. What do you think?
6: Well, I... I will do it briefly, Darum, because I have to go back to the meeting. But I, I think that we, we expect from our friend in the U.S. to stand strong, to stop the funding of the PA, to stop funding the terrorist activities of the Hamas. In today' reality, Abu Mazen is working together with the Hamas, and I don't see any reason why the U.S. will continue to send more than half a billion U.S. dollars to the unity government with the Hamas.
0: Danny Tadaraba please tell us that uh, we'll hear good news soon.
6: Be'vat ha'shem, thank you very much.
0: Tadaraba, Danny Danone, of course, Deputy Minister of Defense in the cabinet of the government of the State of Israel. And I said it before, I mentioned it to uh, to Danny Danone and I say it again now. Those members of the United States Senate and those members of the United States House of Representatives that spend their entire career telling us that they are there to stand up for Israel and to be there for the State of Israel and the Jewish people when the State of Israel and the Jewish people are facing a dire circumstance. Where are you? Where are you? And if you're connected to any of those members of the United States Senate or the United States House of Representatives who are out there constantly in our community convincing us how they are always there on issues like this, how they're always there to defend Israel and to be guardians for Israel. If you are connected to any of these individuals, contact them today. Let them know it's time to make a public statement. It's time to express outrage about this, about three boys in Israel being kidnapped off the street and being held if you're connected to any of those government officials, that, and there are a couple of government officials locally who I have to give credit to, who at least released statements and went ahead and uh, and and really jumped into a situation, which I'm sure is being viewed as a uh, as a political powder keg because of where this took place. So we'll give credit to to them. But if you're connected to members of the United States Senate or the United States House of Representatives, who walk around to every event in the Jewish world, letting all of us know how they are the ultimate guardian of our community. Let them know it's time to make a public statement. It doesn't have to be here. It could be on the streets of Manhattan today at 42nd Street and 2nd Avenue at 1230 during the prayer vigil. That would be a unique opportunity for a member of government to come and make a strong statement against the enemy who have gone ahead and, uh, and kidnapped Gilad, Naftali, and Dayal. That would be a great opportunity. And again, I suggest to those in our community who are who are always reinforcing that notion that certain people who are United States government officials are always there to help Israel in dire circumstances, I recommend that you go ahead and recommend that. Uh, To them, that they should be there today at 42nd and 2nd or at any venue which is appropriate. Any impromptu... There are some government officials that are amazing at impromptu press conferences. That's an impromptu press conference. That is an impromptu press conference. To come with the Israeli consulate in the background and show support for Israel and declare how you'll do anything all the way until the White House to make sure these three boys are returned safely to their homes. That would be an appropriate impromptu press conference. 7.30 in the morning. It's JM in the AM, a day that we are dedicating to uh, Gilad, Naftali, and Dayal uh, here on this uh, Monday. Today was scheduled to be the first of our uh, App Week celebration, the first day of our App Week celebration. That has been postponed because of the circumstances. And Michal Przansky was scheduled to join us this morning. We moved that to later in the week. So that we can give him his, um, his time here. I do remind you that at nine o'clock this morning, Mayor Weingarten will continue the discussion on this, uh, horrific episode in Israel, uh, coming up between nine and ten right after JM and the AM on AM.org during the Israel show. So make sure to be tuned in for that. And, um, if you have specific events that are going on, uh, Tehillim sessions, uh, prayer, get togethers, um, if your shul, your school, your organization is planning something especially for today, specifically for today, let us know. We'll try to get that on the air later on. And again, 42nd and 2nd today, the Israeli consulate will in fact be the backdrop for a, a prayer vigil for Gilad, Naftali, and Ayal. If you missed it earlier, uh, the um, parents of Eyal, uh spoke out and encouraged everybody to continue praying and spoke about how... uh the unity that's being shown worldwide on behalf of their sons is extremely helpful. J.M. and the Goldwasser, in fact, has words regarding the power of Tehillim. Um, something very important to keep in mind during this time. His words are, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning chizuk.
7: Good morning. During World War II, the great Rav Rabbi Cheska Labramski, was the head of the London-based inn. One day, during the Battle of Britain, a bomb actually landed on the building and the building was totally destroyed. bricks falling everywhere, people injured. Rav Bramsky was not injured in the least bit. When asked why he was not hurt, he answered, "Believe me, I recited far more Kapitlach of Telim than the amount of bricks in this building." What is the power of Tehillim, the Psalms of David? There are in all 150 chapters of Tehillim. In Masechah Soifrim, it says that there are only 147. The Kisei Rachmim says that this particular number represents the number of years of the life of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu was the one who said Tehillim all through the night while watching the flocks of Lavan, to be sure, nighttime is the time of exile, Golos. Yaakov Avinu is the one who begged Hashem to reveal the end of days. Yaakov is the one who supplicated Hashem for peace and tranquility. In our times, we are living through dramatic events. In the words of our Gadolim, the remnant of the Jewish people in the entire civilized world is challenged. Certainly, The events of the past few days have stirred us all to deeper thinking. The kidnapping of three precious young men, has stirred the entire Jewish nation to Tehillim, to reciting the Psalms, to tshuva, to repentance, and to acts of kindness. We realize full well that it is dependent upon all of us to do tshuva, to reach out to Hashem, and to pound at the doors of the Sharei Tefillah for their safe return. Ma'asa'avos bonim, the deeds of our forefathers are a sign for the children. Just as Yaakov Avinu recited Tillam throughout the night, so too it is our holy responsibility at this time to stand with the Tillam in our hands and continue to pray and supplicate to storm the doors of shamayim and ask for the safe return of Achenu Bnei Yisrael, our precious brothers. In Russia, it was decreed that the Jewish children were to be taken away from their parents at a very young age and put into schools to be raised as soldiers. One time, a large group of particularly young children were taken from one town. The children realized that they were going to be forcefully converted, Thinking about the pain that their parents were experiencing, they instinctively huddled together to come up with a plan. They reminisced that back at home, when something bad would happen, the town would gather to say Tehillim, and everything would be okay. What should we do? We have no Tehillim, and we certainly don't know the words by heart. But they said, we do know the niggin, the melody, the tune, in which to say, tell they all started singing until their song pierced the heavens. They were all freed. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizek. Let us hear Tavos B'Karov. Let us celebrate together with the Suda soda.
5: I am the trouble oh, oh
0: JM, excuse me, JM in the AM, a Monday morning where our hearts and uh, thoughts are with Gilad Naftali and Ayal in Israel. And uh, Danny Danone, the Deputy Defense Minister of Israel, joined us earlier. I hope his words of encouragement that ended our conversation, uh, in fact, come true and that we hear really good news really quickly. Uh, the very end of the conversation, for those of you who now we have so many ways to listen, it's unbelievable. For, but for those who are listening at 91.1, we actually lost our signal for a couple of minutes you may have uh, not heard the very end of that discussion we are back now and uh, if you're on one of our three radio stations or on one of our apps or on the laptop or whatever method you use to listen i thank you for doing so when our main even when our main radio station goes down for a couple of minutes we continue to go because so many people are listening on so many other uh radio venues uh to jm and the am and i thank you uh, Mayor Weingarten will continue with the discussion about what's going on in Israel coming up between 9 and 10 on the Israel Show on our stream at jmdm.org. He'll also join me in the 8 o'clock hour coming up as we analyze and discuss some of the things that we've learned over the last couple of days based on this uh, whole episode. I do remind everybody that, thank God, uh, special gatherings for Tehillim, prayer services uh, continue to uh, happen throughout the entire world and it seems i said early in the show this morning it seems that um everybody who normally keeps a close eye on what's happening in israel is adjoining in in the effort to increase uh the tehillim and the davening uh with uh, gilad naftali and ayal in uh, in our minds and that goes from right to left as we like to say and it's heartwarming to see that there's this type of unity again it may be limited to those who are normally uh uh, very concerned about what 's going on in Israel, but thank God for that that everybody from that category seems to be uh, focused on praying for and hoping for a uh, a very speedy and good end to this uh, horrific episode uh, during those couple of minutes that we were off at our main radio station. I did mention that there are many members of government uh, members of the United States Senate, members of the United States House of Representatives who take great pride in declaring to our community in different forum uh, how they are always there for Israel and for the Jewish people. And whenever there's a tragedy or any type of terrible episode, they are there to stand up, to stand up in Washington, to stand up in their local districts, and to uh, do what they can, use their influence uh, to help out in a situation like this. Some of them have been noticeably silent over the last couple of days. I'm not referring to the President of the United States. I'm referring to people who pride themselves at Jewish dinners on a regular basis on being guardians of our community and who always proclaim how they always have Israel in mind when they go to the halls of Washington. I suggest that now is finally the time after these couple of days for them, for those that always make that claim, to stand up and be there for the people of Israel and express concern for these three young boys and to express outrage to the United States government that more is not being done and that more statements are not being made regarding what's happening in Israel. Uh, this would be a good time for those of you who are closely connected to United States officials, to members of the Senate and the United States House of Representatives, who always make that claim of being there for the community and for the state of Israel. It's a good time to let them know that now is the time to speak up. And by the way, no better time... Then at this main gathering that's happening this afternoon. At 12.30 today at the Israeli Consulate, there will be a prayer vigil. And that will happen uh, starting at 12.30 on 42nd Street and 2nd Avenue with the Israeli Consulate as the backdrop. A big yashikach to all these sponsoring organizations. I believe that list continues to grow of sponsoring organizations for this afternoon's event. Try your best to be there. And again, if you're a government official... It's the perfect backdrop to get out there and make a public statement supporting Israel and supporting Gilad, Naftali, and Eyal. We're going to take a uh, a break for a few minutes from our discussion regarding what's happening in Israel on this morning that we've essentially dedicated uh, to these three young boys and discuss a major event that is happening one week from tonight. It is happening here in the state of New Jersey, and we are joined by a very, very distinguished panel who I bet, over the last couple of days, have asked themselves, I wonder what the Labavitcher Rebbe would say in this situation. And we'll discuss that, and we'll discuss the event in a moment. The event is uh, dedicated to the 20th yard site of the Rebbe, which is the 3rd of Tamos. Uh, the event is happening a few days in advance of the 3rd of Tammuz. And the Rabbinical College of America based in Morristown in the Chabad Shluchim of the state of New Jersey, which numbers, uh, I'm sure, a, a very high number, invites you to this evening dedicated to the 20th yard site of the Rebbe. The entire community is invited to participate and pay tribute to his legacy. Monday night, June the 23rd, a week from tonight, at the elegant Wilshire Grand Hotel on Pleasant Valley Way in West Orange, New Jersey. The program will begin at 730 Reservations are preferred. You don't have to put in a reservation, but they would love to know if you're coming. You could call 973-267-9404, 973-267-9404, or you can go to the web, rca.edu, for rabbinical college, rca.edu. The keynote speaker on the life of the Lubavitcher Rebbe 20 years later is Richard Joel, the president of Yeshiva University. Leave it to the incredible outreach and the amazing um, uh, love of, of, of Jews of all background, leave it to the uh, members of uh, Chabad's administration here in the state of New Jersey to invite a wonderful speaker and somebody who can really encapsulate the godless, the greatness of any Jewish leader, Richard Joel, the president of Yeshua University, to address that distinguished gathering. In our studio, Rabbi Moshe Hurston, who's of course the dean of the Rabbinical College of America, has been a guest of ours in the past. Along with him, Rabbi Usher Herson, an old friend who is the uh, head of the Chabad of White Meadow Lake, and uh, from what I hear, many other branches of Chabad in that area as well. And Rabbi Ephraim Simon, who many of you know from Bergen County, not only is he a head of the Chabad in Bergen County, uh, but he specifically serves at the Chabad Center in Teaneck, New Jersey. Rabbi Moshe Herson, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you very much. How many times over the last two days... Have you said to yourself, what would
8: the Rebbe say to Klael Yisrael in this situation? No question. The Rebbe would be there, as he was always uh, concerned, and the is praying for, 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 the, for the, the, the three young men, and for the safety and security of the Klael Yisrael in Aris Yisrael as well. No. You know, uh, may them. I, May I, could, uh, Nochem, you mentioned that those who are concerned about Israel or keep their eyes on, on Israel, they are, they are concerned about this. Uh, if I may, I'd like to say that in a situation like this, even those who generally are not so concerned that they doesn't, and don't think so much on a daily basis about what goes on, what goes on in Israel, they're shocked and they pray in, in behalf of this. This was the conversation in Shul this Shabbos. And I'm not talking about hasidic Shahid, right. you know 100%. I know you're right, and I accept
0: the public rebuke, but, <laughs> but, but, no, I, no. I, but I guess sometimes I'm frustrated that, I, that not everybody is included or understands the enormity of it, but you're 100% right. The outpouring is unbelievable. You know, we've discussed many times uh, the life of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and every, anyone in this audience who knows... Uh, my father's history with Obavich Rebbe. We could talk about that for hours here. But one of the things my father said was that he was a leader, not just of this generation, but a leader for future generations. And I think this situation is is why, when you walk in, I say, I wonder what the Rebbe would have said. Because no matter what era, no matter what circumstance, he would have had a very um, comprehensive outlook on situations like this. And who... As we learned also from what my father said on that night 20 years ago, who cared more about the shlemut, about the completion, the completeness of the land of Israel and the state of Israel than the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And I don't want to start getting into all the politics. There's going to be a lot of time, I'm sure, to discuss all the different things that are being said about this episode in Israel politically. But if we had a stronger attitude... If Jews in general had the attitude of Chabad during the 2005 disengagement, because I have told you that the only people I saw in Israel that summer who were fighting for the lead, doing what they could for our brethren in Gaza, were those from Chabad. If we had that type of attitude, I think things might be a little bit different. That's all I have to say.
8: So, <laughs> thank, you, thank you. It's, it's correct.
0: Not, it's, correct. Not, it's not really a question, but watch I think that the, is correct. the yeah. leadership of the Rebbe just continues all these years after he's no longer with us.
8: Yeah. yeah.
0: And you felt it necessary, and uh, rightfully so, that on this 20th yard site there would be some type of public gathering here in New Jersey. And the choice of the president of Yeshiva University, I'm sure, is very intriguing to people who are tuned in. Explain. Why you would approach the president of Yeshiva University to be there a week from tonight? Um,
8: very prominent individual, um, a man charismatic, a very wise person, very respected. And I felt that this would be, uh, be a, a proper tribute, uh, on the Rebbe's 20th anniversary, uh, the 20th uh, year side. As you know, uh, 20, the number 20 in Jewish life is very meaningful. And especially when it comes to the Yerse of Atzadik, 20 years later, has a lot of repercussions, you know. Uh, um, and we felt that uh, um, having President Richard Joel with us um, would be a great, uh, a great, something great, and probably that the Rabbi would enjoy having him in our know, delivered kindled address on, on this important occasion. See Rabbi Hurston, when organizations put together a tribute.
0: Uh, especially one of this magnitude, usually they turn to somebody from within their own circle to represent them. It seems that you and Chabad do the exact opposite, that you reach out and, and bring in people who bring a, a, another perspective or another type of appreciation for someone like the Rebbe.
8: Exactly. As simple as that. This is what we're doing today, uh, now, and this is what we did 20 years ago. We felt that who, who better? and Rabbi Zef Segal, who spent hours, countless hours with the Rabbi, and that had personal experience with the Rabbi, that, uh... uh there are not too many rabashiglos around today. <laughs> That's Unfortunately. for sure. Chabad, uh Chabad uh,
0: from everywhere in the state of New Jersey will be represented Monday night. Yes, uh, from
8: Shluchem, north to south, the shluchim, the, the the fifty Chabad centers uh, in New Jersey, the shluchim will be there. But I'm not not only the shluchim; they're bringing their lay leaders as well. All right, the yeah. Rabbitsons will be there. Everybody. And everybody. <laughs> everyone will be there.
0: And the public is invited, and you're asking everybody to come yeah, exactly, forward exactly. and participate. It yeah. happens a week from tonight. It happens at the elegant w- Wilshire Grand Hotel on Pleasant Valley Way in West Orange, New Jersey. will begin at 7.30. There will be a buffet dessert, and there is a sponsorship. That's a uh, suggested sponsorship. If you want information, it's 973-267-9404, 973-267-9404. So what would the Rebus say? 20 years later about the growth of Chabad in New Jersey. What are, first of all, I'm sure he said plenty to you before 20 years ago about what you've done in this state, but what would
8: he say today? The Rebbe would it? say today, kinderlech, children, maishluchim, uh, thank you very much, but I expect you to do much more. So move on. <laughs> the Rebbe never gave us medals
1: right, for, for the past.
8: Uh, it gave you a thank, a thank you, a smile, But move on. There's so much to be done. Well, let let me turn to Rabbi Usher Hurston and Rabbi Simon, who are
0: here. Isn't that sometimes... And good morning to you, Rabbi Usher Hurston. Great to have you here. Good morning, Malcolm. I'm glad that this occasion got us to reunite. Thank you. Isn't it difficult sometimes to do all that you do and to grow at the pace that you've done over all these years? And how many years is it now in White Meadow Lake? I'm coming on 27. On 27 years. And yet, you know... That hovering over you is in fact this attitude that the Rebbe had over everybody that as great as the accomplishments have been there's so much more that needs to be done
2: this is an integral part of Torah and the Rebbe definitely was a tremendous advocate of this basic principle that we are here to accomplish a mission and as great as the accomplishments may be only with God's help of course but a person cannot rest until every Jew is touched, until every Jew is connected. And in today's society, especially amongst the younger population, this is an endless amount of work. When Mashiach will come, it will be completed. But until that moment, we have to do everything in our power to make Judaism accessible to the person who is not alienated, but just totally non Ignorant, if you will. I use that in quotes because they're wonderful, yeah. educated people. But ignorant as to the personal connection that they feel, the viability, the pertinence of Judaism in their lives. We started recently, it's already a number of years, we built a, an educational center. And 99% of the children who come to that educational center thank God, you have some 90 students. It's it's the educational centers for small children are all people who are unaffiliated with anything else. This is their sole connection to Judaism, and from there it's the children, and then it's the families, the parents, the grandparents, and anything that we can do. When you see your brothers and sisters, sort of, if you will, disengaged from that which keeps the, which is the foundation of the Jewish people. There's nothing that you can do but keep pulling another person,
0: another person out of the water, if you will, until the job is accomplished. And uh, with all the hundreds of families that you've touched, and maybe it's an even larger number than that over the years, it's a drop in the bucket compared to the overall picture. Without question.
2: And that is why we never, do You don't us, rest
0: on your laurels.
2: Never rest on your laurels because... If you see people drowning in a river and you've saved 20 and you say, no, I've done my work, it's time for lunch, that's not the attitude because there's another 50 that are
0: still there. How different, and you're there 27 years. Almost. How different is it today than then? I mean, are there more Jews there? Are, is it the same? You're just discovering them as you continue this mission? How would you describe the community out there in what we call White Metal Lake and what else? It's, it's Northwest New Jersey. Northwest New We're Jersey Rockaway Township. Right. White Metal Lake is a section of Rockaway Town so Township. So if you think Morristown is Northwest New Jersey, this is really Northwest New <laughs> <laughs> Jersey, right? Way past Morristown. This includes yeah, <laughs> Northwest New Jersey,
2: Northern Morris Counties, right. Sparta, Warren County. One thing, I do see a discernible difference. And that is that the average young person today really is coming from a perspective of feeling very little relevance of Judaism right. in their lives. And this reflects itself in so many tangible ways. It doesn't speak to them. It doesn't speak to them. And frankly, they may never have heard it being spoken to them. Right. It's an incredible phenomenon. Um, even basic uh, precepts that uh, you and I may take for granted and maybe a person chooses to observe and not observe then I'm familiar it exists.
0: Completely unknown
2: to them. It- shu is something that nobody ever heard right. of. And from that matter, is something people never heard of. And the basic philosophical principles, and so on. Some people who are looking have for some spiritual meaning, will dabble a little here and Buddhism, a little here, a little... Uh, they searching. New, spir- new Age spiritual- spiritualism, and so on. Definitely searching, because a person has a soul. They're mm-hmm. always searching. But to be able to allow that accessibility, all of a sudden, a person who... Is searching or is not even searching, all of a sudden feels that they've come back home. I was talking to a person recently. She has a number of children with us. And she was telling me that she agreed when she married. She, her husband's not Jewish. She told me that she agreed that they would raise the children with no religion whatsoever. That was the deal. Absolutely <laughs> zero. Zero and she came to me and almost confided in me and asked me for advice and she said my children have come to the school and we eat a Shabbos meal every Friday night and we're starting with mezuzahs and so on and how do I reconcile this <laughs> with the agreement that I made with my husband
0: <laughs>
2: <Shasimata>. <laughs> so I told her you're not looking for something for yourself you're looking for something that is adding to your life of your children come and let's speak together because there's nothing here that is threatening. Because when a child grows and flourishes and has values and so on, everybody wins. Everybody appreciates. And true to form, we did do it together. Unbelievable. And indeed, the husband was fully supportive of everything that was going on. This was more a concern that she mm. had in her soul. And when it was brought on to the open, to the contrary. But this is your average Jewish person today.
0: America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored. WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmdan.org. We're talking about what's happening a week from tonight as the 20th Yard Set of the Lubavitcher Rebbe is going to be commemorated in the state of New Jersey at a gathering at the uh, Wilshire Grand Hotel on Pleasant Valley Way in West Orange with keynote speaker Richard Joel, the president of Yeshiva University. Uh, This is a day that we are uh, dedicating to Gilad, Naftali, and Ayal, kidnapped boys in Israel. We're taking a break from our discussion on that topic to talk about this important event that's happening a week from tonight, and then we'll get back uh, to speaking about what's happening in Israel. Uh, Chabad Shluchim and their representatives and lay leaders and people uh, from all over the state of New Jersey are coming in one week from tonight for this gathering. And uh, you have an opportunity to do so. Information at 973-267-9404. Before I turn to our by Simon on Bergen County, how many Jews are in Sparta, New Jersey? I know Sparta, New Jersey. You know, I took those roads many times to head up to the Poconos. Tell me that there's a Jewish population in Sparta, New Jersey. Absolutely is. Larger than the Mennonite community or the same <laughs> <laughs> in terms of numbers? <laughs> well, I, believe it or not,
2: larger. Really? But Absolutely. We have a mailing list. We have a, we have a full time Chabad in center. Sparta, New Jersey. Yeah. You have a full time Chabad in Sparta, New, New Jersey. The What's his the name? Rabbi Mendel Dubov is a rabbi in Sparta, New Jersey. full time rabbi Chabad, rabbi and, and rabbi Moshke, Dubov. But I can tell you that you know it says before Mashiach comes, the terminology that's used in the Book of Isaiah, Yeshayahu, vaatem to luktu echad that it'll be a circumstance where you have to pick each one out one by one by one. There's not a community where, that is concerted. In other words... Right, I understand have, that. But, right. but there, There's no main drag <laughs> of the, <laughs> the Jewish community, no, right? No, no. <laughs> but it's visiting people, and one with the Shemur and one with putting on tefillin, and one with a women's club meeting, and one with a major... sure they had a major event. And frankly... Besides the morning services, they had something in the afternoon also For people who needed that afternoon opportunity And they had a very, very tremendous showing People, regardless of where they're holding in life They learned about Shavuos for the first time in their lives They made a special minyan They came to hear the Aserah And the children had an ice cream party afterwards And they were explained why we eat dairy on Shavuos and so on and so forth it's a not only a connection, it's a mitzvah. And one thing you know, that the Rebbe urged and explained, and some people don't appreciate this, that every mitzvah changes the world. It's like a scale. Every mitzvah changes the person because mitzvah get at his mitzvah. So yes, in Sparta, New Jersey, Judaism is alive and well. But it has to be continuously sustained. It's not going to happen by itself.
0: Understood. Uh, Rabbi Ephraim, Simon is here. He will be there on the night of uh, the 23rd of June when everyone gathers in West Orange, New Jersey, and you are the head of the Chabad in Teaneck, New Jersey, and essentially all of Bergen County. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Now Rabbi Simon, unlike my perception of Rabbi Usher Herson's neighborhood, your neighborhood, <laughs> I am assuming you know, has a tremendous number of Jews, does have some main dregs throughout the Jewish community, and really has a very strong, thank God, uh both Jewish leadership and uh and, um, and, uh, and Jewish residents. So, I mean, this is something that obviously you were aware of before you got to Bergen County. Absolutely, correct. But yeah. yet we do need a Chabad Center in Teaneck, New Jersey.
9: There's no question. I mean, Chabad in, in Teaneck is busy morning, noon, and night. Everything from every age. I mean, we're there. We have a preschool serving from two and a half to four years old. We have children's programs, teen programs, adult education. We're hospital visitation, nursing home visitation. So from from the youngest to the oldest, we're there and we're servicing uh, the entire community. And uh, so, the, absolutely, I want to address one other thing sure. that you had mentioned earlier. Please, in terms of um you know the 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 uh, as you mentioned the difficulties of of uh, of being a shliach with that over your head that there's always more expected. And I would say to the contrary, I think. Uh, the Rebbe's inspiration and uh, to quote uh, the former chief rabbi Jonathan Sachs, he said the Rebbe wasn't interested in in creating followers the Rebbe created leaders and that's what he wanted and when you're a le- when you're a follower so when you're a follower you sit back and you wait for the thank yous and you wait for the appreciations but when you feel empowered that you yourself are a leader, and you yourself are responsible for everyone in this community and to reach out to every Jew in this community, whether it be reaching out in terms of, of, of bringing them Yiddishkeit or reaching out in terms of social services, of being there for someone who's in need or someone who's in pain. When you're a leader, there's no time to wait for thank yous. You have to continually serve, and you have to continually be there. And uh, that's when I speak to the Shluchim of Bergen County and we speak amongst ourselves. That's really the theme that resonates with all of us. We feel that, that we are here and, and, and we need to be here for every Jew and every human
0: being who's in need and who needs us. And that's why uh, young men who are sent around the world learn every Jewish skill that you need, and study at a very young age how to address a crowd and how to deal with non-Jews in their community, and how to represent the Jewish people properly. That's exactly all, right. All that are acquired skills because they're necessary because those are all skills necessary of leadership Absolutely. of those who lead, not of those who follow. Absolutely.
9: You know, in a sense, it's ironic that we're here today because as I was listening to you speak before, the theme today is Achenu Bnei Yisroel. Correct. If I could sum up the Rebbe's, the theme of the Rebbe's leadership, it would be Achenu Bnei Yisrael. That it true. doesn't matter who the Jew is, where the Jew is, at what level of observance he is, if he's not observant, non-observant, uh, there's no denomination. Achenu Bnei Yisrael. We are all connected and we're all interconnected. And sometimes when you're, when you see it, as you mentioned earlier so eloquently, when you see it, in, in a very real state, when when we are facing a crisis, as we are right now, amongst the Jewish people, with what's happening in Eretz Israel, but when we are not facing a crisis, a crisis, it's not necessarily felt so tangibly. But that was the Rebbe's theme and the theme of his leadership and what he imbued into his Chasidim and into his shluchim that. No matter what the situation in the world is,
0: we are a chenu b'nei Yisrael. We are
9: all one, and we are all interconnected, and we are all responsible
0: one for the other. Look at the videos of how he treated people that exactly would be thrown right. out of other places. Yeah. I mean, just see the way he... Uh... Now, listen, Rabbi Osher Herson, if you, if you avoid this question, then I'm, I, I, I'm going to totally disassociate our 50-year friendship. If you go ahead, don't answer this question. When people ask me, what was your favorite encounter with the Rebbe, Pretty easy for me. I only saw him a couple of times. So, you know, I'm sure you saw him many times. So, of all of them, of all the times, just give me one that would be your favorite. One that you just, you'll never forget that specific encounter with the Rebbe. What would it be? A specific bracha, a message he gave you? <laughs> that's uh, quite a question. That Mark. is quite a question. Huh? That, that's... Me- meaning it's quite a question because all of them are equal to you, I guess, right? Well, that's true. But, you know, when we first
2: started in, in Northwest New Jersey, in North yeah. township, we really started with nothing.
0: When I remember. I
2: stay, I, when, I start, when I say nothing, finances goes without saying. right? But I'm talking about... Um, no membership. <laughs> there was nothing. Absolutely, absolutely. And frankly, um, you know, there was a small nucleus of five families that wanted to see vitality. Judaism grown. And different in those families themselves. Some wanted to see more observance. Some just wanted to see programming and so on. And I got involved and we did the best we could. And we finally decided that we're going to launch an official institution. Right. I took a group of those original founders to the Rebbe. And that was maybe a year, not even after we officially decided to found which was in the beginning of 1988 just January 1988 and the one that was really responsible for spearheading the effort at that time dr. Morton Barr. now since it moved down south since then and so on but still very much in touch they ever had given a bottle of mashka, vodka mm-hmm. And this is not just symbolic, but as we know, it says in the Talmud that when Jews say lecha'in together, this brings their closeness and so on. And uh, in honor of the opening of, of our institution, with the Rebbe's blessings, of course, so the Rebbe gave a bottle. And I remember, as we brought the group together to the Rebbe to receive dollar bills, which were to be distributed to charity, and receiving the blessings, Dr. Bar <laughs> sent chills down my spine, because usually people were there to receive blessings. And Dr. Byers said something, as I put it, he was the first to lead. He just looked at the Rebbe and said, Rebbe, thank you. And it taught me something. You know, we're recipients of the Rebbe's guidance, the Rebbe's leadership, the Rebbe's teachings, and hopefully we implement them very successfully.
0: It's encouragement.
2: but but, uh, Absolutely. But to recognize and to be able to say thank you, Because there are so many millions, and that's not an exaggeration of Jews, that that are beneficiaries, that without their local Chabad center, their lives would be dramatically different. Maybe Jewishly, in some cases, non-existent, Mm -hmm. but dramatically different. And over the years, it's very easy to take for granted. But those were the first words he says, Rebbe. Thank you. <laughs> and th- those, those words stand out in my mind. You're asking me a question. That's a okay? good one. I like that. But, but this is something that's pertinent to our get-together Monday, the 23rd as well. 100%. You know, besides the inspiration, besides the evening of scholarship you're talking about, high caliber sure. for, uh, presenters and so on, but that's also a recognition. There's a recognition. Where would I be today without... The Chabad Center that's in my area. For many, many, many people, the answer is mind-blowing and quite dramatic. Yes, they may have been involved now in Judaism for 27 years and all the, all past history. But to rethink is to reconnect. So inside from all that we have to learn from the Rebbe's attitude and so on in life and the connection, as was so beautifully articulated before, about acceptance and
0: unconditional Mm -hmm. acceptance of every individual and so on. But that concept of thank you is very important. Everyone has an opportunity a week from tonight to be at the 20th Yardside dedication uh, for the Lubavitcher Rebbe. It's uh, featuring keynote speaker Richard Joel, the president of Yeshiva University at the Wilshire Grand Hotel on Pleasant Valley Way in West Orange. Information, you can uh, contact the rabbinical college at 973-267-9404. Rabbi Hurston, you brought us some uh, high-quality representatives this morning. Is this what you have all over New
8: Jersey? Very proud of them. <laughs> Very proud this, of them. This is the type of, uh, of shluchim you have? them. I, bro- I am a product of the Rebbe. They are a product of the rabbi. This is what the rabbi created, you know, with so much selfless. Uh, dedication to to um, arms uh, and this is, t- is the tribute that we're trying to do this is I I how doubt that there is a family uh, in the world today that doesn't doesn't have some connection with the Rebbe that benefited something from 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 the Rebbe okay. and this is the very minimum we can do to come and pay tribute on this uh, special occasion to the 20th the 20th uh, year everybody everybody's yeah. invited especially if you're in New Jersey
0: West Orange, a week from tonight, 973-267-9404. Rabbi Simon, before we wrap up, we should just say, in addition to Teaneck, where else in Bergen County do we have Chabad centers? Oh, my.
9: We have an Old Tenafly, Fort Lee, Woodcliffe Lake, Paramus, um, and Hoboken as well, which is in the Hudson County, which right. is under our umbrella as
2: well. <laughs> All these places need a Chabad, huh? But now, may I conclude with a shred Please. You know... Just to show you, the Rebbe's attitude and so on. My father, living and be well, is working in the state of New Jersey for over 50 years. Started on Grumman
8: Avenue, and you Grumman may recall. Ave- I recall. You recall I, Grumman, you, Grumman you, Avenue. Yes, I Absolutely. remember Grumman A few Avenue. A blocks yes. away from Creek Avenue. That's yeah, correct. Yeah. you home.
2: Yeah. That's correct. Uh, how did my father come here? So the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe sent an emissary to Brazil, right. to Rio de Janeiro. Which is sort of a backward society, relatively speaking, at that time, compared to United States of America. And the, the Rebbe by Rabbi Weinberg, allah v'shalom, convinced my grandmother to send my father to yeshiva for one year. My father was uh, intended to go to medical school. But he loved yeshiva so much, so he became, a, instead of, as my father says, a doctor of divinity. <laughs> but look at this. The previous Rebbe sent an emissary under the Rebbe's tutelage since 1950. Sent
8: him for fundraising.
2: (laughs) Sent him for fundraising. We said fundraising does not just mean taking. It means you have to give to the community and accomplish there. So here, that's one soul. All of a sudden, my father came to America, was sent to establish the rabbinical college or take over the leadership of the rabbinical college in in Newark at the time. And then all of a sudden, there's 50 Samad, Chabad centers, and so on. The Rebbe's investment and belief in every individual, as Rebbe Simon said before, to create followers, that's not the Rebbe's concern. The Rebbe's whole concern was to create leaders. And that's our mutual concern as well. As we address all the people and constituents that we have, regardless of the level of knowledge, if you know the letter Aleph, be an
0: advocate and teach another person the letter Aleph. And that will make you a leader. And that will make you a leader. (laughs) Thank you very much. Rabbi Hurston, I'm sure a week from tonight will be something extra special. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you for you being much. here. Rabbi
8: Hurston, I, I thank you. I shall give you a Amen. Thank you. you, thank you. and thank you. And the same for your mother. Thank you. Continue thank doing you. the holy work <laughs> that you're doing. Thank you very much. You're an asset to the Jewish people. I appreciate that, Rabbi Simon. Thank you as well. Thank you. It was an honor to be here,
0: J.M. in the A.M. We'll continue. We have more to say regarding what's going on in Israel. We'll do that and plenty more on a Monday morning at J.M. in the A.M. Morning dedicated to the the three boys, Gilad, Naftali, and Ayal. Jam and the AM with a uh, a word of encouragement for those who continue to plan the different Tefillah and Tehillim gatherings uh, everywhere around the world, but specifically in our area, continue to do so. They are uh, obviously a great encouragement to the families in Israel and obviously we know the power of prayer in general and um, there are many many who continue to uh uh to plan these uh, get togethers uh on behalf of the uh three boys Gilad Naftali and Dayal. I also remind everybody that the backdrop of the Israeli consulate on 2nd Avenue and 42nd Street in New York City, will be the uh, site of the gathering today at 12.30 p.m. There are many sponsoring organizations, including uh, Amcha and Rage and others, who are getting together in a uh, prayer vigil for the three boys. Everyone is encouraged to be there, 42nd and 2nd. I mentioned earlier it would be a golden opportunity for those public officials who constantly declare that they are supporters of Israel, uh, constantly declare that they are there to, uh, to be there to advocate for Israel and Jew- Jewish people. It's a golden opportunity for them to go ahead and be part of the prayer vigil and make statements that Washington should in fact accelerate its intervention into this situation uh we had we kept our uh, commitment to the um, event commemorating the artside of the bavachereba is uh, is obvious uh, uh, based on the segment we just had uh we did however because of the nature of the news from israel we did postpone our app week celebration that will be coming up at some point we felt it was improper to start it today with the atmosphere that has been created by this uh, tragic event um throughout the Jewish world, so that'll be coming up at some point. And Michal Przanski, who is scheduled for this morning, he will debut his brand-new album, but we'll do that later in the week, give him an opportunity to uh have his due. Just felt that this morning was not the time to do that. Mayor Weingarten is with us. He's preparing his uh, Israel show that'll be on between 9 and 10 right after JM in the AM this morning. And he, of course, with millions of others, has been uh, watching very closely since Friday the developments in this story and he always has interesting insight when it comes to news from Israel. Mayor, welcome back to JM in the AM.
10: Thank you, Nachum. So, Um,
0: I'm sorry about that. What? No, go ahead. I was going to say, one of the things that we've learned uh, too often uh, in other situations and obviously in the last couple of days is don't believe everything you hear and or read that's coming out of Israel. It is difficult to figure out what's true in the news and what's not.
10: Right. And, you know, it's it's amazing that even in these Times where you're dealing with such a emotional and difficult situation you have people that are um, sending out um, phony uh, messages over the internet uh, whether it's the whatsapp or other apps or uh, facebook pages and so forth uh, giving out erroneous information and uh, it's just so hurtful to the families and to everybody who's involved it's, it's beyond comprehension so um, the um, spokesperson of the Israeli, Ar- the spokesperson division of the Israeli army uh, put out a, a statement today saying, don't believe anything on the, um, on the social networks, et cetera, unless it comes directly from the army. The general uh, gist uh, that I'm getting from uh, all the reports in Israel and all the reporters who are very well connected with the Shin Bet and, and the security forces in Israel is, that it will still take another few days that's their feeling to get to the bottom of it, to uh, find the people who are responsible and hopefully find these three young men uh, alive and well um, there, there's a little less um, optimism, but um, that's that's their feeling that's the feeling that they have uh, Israels also used this opportunity to um, do a lot of uh, clearing of the Hamas infrastructure in Yehudan, Shamron which is very strong.
0: Right, and that's a that's very helpful for the future. Obviously, right.
10: And don't forget that the Palestinian Authority uh, just sealed the deal with the Hamas not long ago, and yet the Palestinian Authority, Abu, you know Abu Mazen, are not big fans of the Hamas. They're, they're the rival organization. When when Israel left Gaza and the Palestinian Authority took took over initially it was the hamas that in a in a very bloody uh... uh... uprising uh, revolt or whatever took over Aza, and that's where we are today with hamas shooting rockets at southern israel because they uh... basically uh... took over Gaza by force throwing out the palestinian authority so these are not two organizations that love each other they hate each other and on some level israel's doing the work for. The Palestinian Authority. It must be said also that the Palestinian Authority is cooperating with Israel uh, on the security issues and giving Israel information. Uh, there, uh, I, people that are following may be aware of the fact that on Friday morning, the morning after this happened, a burnt out car was found, uh, and it seems that it was very crucial and critical to the investigation, and that was given over to Israel by the Palestinian Authority.
0: Mayor Weingarten with us. He'll be on between 9 and 10 with the Israel Show. A lot, of course, uh, about what's happening with the three boys in Israel, or whatever is known about the three at this point, uh, Gilad, Naftali, and Dayal. Um, I asked this to Danny Danone. I don't know if he understood it from my perspective. He may have been thinking about it more from the Israeli perspective. But uh, you know, I'm demanding that those government officials those who serve in the United States Senate and the, and the United States House of Representatives, th- those who declare on a regular basis that they are, you know, guardians of Israel, they are the ones you could depend on in a situation like this. I'm demanding that it's time for them to make loud public statements uh, of outrage that this has happened in Israel. Um, and I think that that would have an effect on Washington. I ask you, from your perspective, if this kidnapping... If these kidnappings would have happened on the streets of Tel Aviv compared to the streets of Judea, uh, would there be, in your opinion, a different reaction from this side of the world? It's very interesting
10: that it was just discussed uh, in Israel. The um, One of the families, I think everybody knows, the Frankel family, um, their boy, Naftali, is an American citizen. Right. Uh, his mother uh, made Aliyah when she was uh, a young uh, woman. Um, and. The American embassy uh, should have a concern about this, and it took three and a half days. It was only now that the um, members of the embassy staff came to visit the family and to speak to them. It's not clear what exactly. They told them, if anything, of importance. But why did it take so long for them to show their concern for American citizen? And, of course, in Israel, they were asking, does it have to do with the fact that no alone, which is where they live, it's a religious uh, um, um, community, and uh, no alone is alone uh, straddles the quote-unquote green line. And as far as America is concerned, half of that community is in what they call occupied territories. So does that have something to do with the fact that it took three and a half days for the American representative to come show concern for its citizens? And, yeah, where, where is the American media? I don't know. I don't know. Where are the American politicians? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just, uh, the, the, the silence from that group, those that always claim to be there for Israel, is unbelievable. And I cannot believe that our own Jewish leaders are not demanding more of them at this time. I especially thought that over the weekend, a time that, um, uh, that many of them use uh, to make public statements and, mm-hmm. to, and to bring different topics to the fore, I thought this would be a golden opportunity to speak up. I do remind everybody that prayer gatherings, Tehillim gatherings continue, including the one in New York City today at 42nd Street and 2nd Avenue opposite the Israeli Consulate. Try your best to be there at 1230 this afternoon. Uh, demonstrations of live physical support are always important. And uh, Mayor, you've been following the news from Israel. You hear what the parents and families say. Uh, them knowing that people are with them in this way throughout the entire world is very encouraging to it, it
10: helps them so much. First of all, I'm amazed uh, at the strength of the, of the families and um, later during the Israel show we're going to broadcast um, the the statements by two of the mothers um uh, uh, Gilad's mother and Naftali's mother um, especially Naftali's mother the strength that she showed when she spoke yesterday uh, for the basically her statement for the people of Israel and and both parents was basically one of thanks we thanking everybody and their concern for the soldiers that are out there looking for them for the Shabbatnikim, for for uh, for everybody literally i mean it was amazing to see how in this moment where i can't imagine how they're functioning at all they're able to get up and stand there and 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 show this uh... uh level of uh, of concern for others and uh, you know they were talking in Israel about the fact that these are very special families. You know these are religious families, deep rel- religious families who have tremendous uh, a faith, and the, the prayers help. Uh, you know there's a uh, morning show. There, you know, just like the have in America in Israel, uh, one of the popular morning shows is hosted by um, uh, one of the one of the hosts. His name is Avri Gilad, um, very well known in Israel. Very, uh, I don't think there's a person in Israel doesn't know that name. Um And he is declared that he doesn't believe. He's a non-believer. And yet, this morning on his show, he put on a kippah, and he invited Rav David Stav from Rabbinate Zohar wow. to come into the studio. And he said, the parents want us to daven, and we're going to daven. And he said, I want everybody, you know, if you, if you, if you could connect to this, Let's all do this together. And Rav David Stav got up and read a parrot to healing. And at, under the screen, they had the... the at each pasuk, as it was being read by Rav Stav, was uh, broadcast, you know, with all the, with, even within a kudot, so that everybody could read it properly and say it along. And it was so touching, because I'm saying to myself, here is a person who says, I don't believe. And yet, in these moments, the, the, the Jewish aspect of the Jewish state, it just will come out and be so strong, so powerful. I'm, I'm thinking about all the people watching at that moment who are connecting, who are davening together. People that maybe n- never read a paratahelam in their life, who suddenly are, are, are awakened to this.
0: It and, is and who
10: knows what in their neshama is awakened
0: the Upper West Side community tonight at 745 at Manhattan Day School. Just one example of community gathering in support of the uh, kidnapped Gilad, Naftali, and Ayal. Uh, that's happening tonight. Many sponsoring schools and organizations in the Upper West Side. It happens with Mincha beginning at 745 at Manhattan Day School on West 75th Street. Tonight we keep reminding everybody that today in Manhattan at 1230, a chance to demonstrate support and, of course, to pray together for Gilad, Naftali, and Ayal. Uh, that's happening in New York City at the Israeli Consulate 42nd and 2nd. We are calling upon all public officials, government officials, especially those who pride themselves on supposedly being there for Israel in times of need to come out, make a statement, show some guts, and tell Washington that especially because an American citizen is involved, they need to get involved and get involved in an aggressive manner to save these three boys. Uh, Mayor, there was a uh, a letter written by Rav Steinzaltz. We all know that uh, Makar Chaim is his yeshiva. Anything of note in that letter that uh, that he uh, transmitted to the Jewish world in the form of a message in light of this episode?
10: Yeah, um, it, it's very interesting. The two of the, the two younger boys, the sixteen-year-olds, are students in Makar Chaim. Um, you know, he writes. I'm trying to find the Hebrew version of it. Uh, here it is. Um, he writes that, um, that that in the Gemara, in the Talmud there's a description of the, the times of Mashiach you know, the times of redemption that we're living in now as we, you know, the 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 Mashiach however you uh, want to describe it and he says that the Gemara describes it as hi ela sheba that during those times Things will be so bad that we'll have no one to rely on but our Father in Heaven. And he says that that Gemara is, uh, is a Gemara of despair. That, that's not, he says, that's not said, said as a positive way. It's said in, in a, in a uh, emotion of despair. We would, we would be happy if we had something practical that we could do. But this is the situation we're in. I mean, those that can do are doing, and the rest of us, we, uh, we 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 dive in. Uh I think one of the things that he That he points out also Which I found very interesting Is he said that You know in past in Jewish history um, We were in much worse situations We were in situations You know we think about Eastern Europe Where so many of us can connect To the thoughts of Eastern Europe How many kids were kidnapped And, and we were powerless So this is horrific
0: But look what we have And right? yet
10: we're not powerless
0: Ah, uh, unbelievable. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some of the photos from inside Yeshivat Mekor Hayim. Yes,
10: yes, heartbreaking, wrenching.
0: Heartbreaking is right. When
10: you think about these, they're 16 years old, you know, they're high school kids that and went throughout their, their days, they're preparing for their tests, and everything is just perfect, and then...
0: And in description for people who've never been there... um the, the, the place, the intersection, the area from where they were kidnapped is the center of many Jewish communities in the well, Gush Etzion area.
10: A, a lot of people in our community are familiar with Efrat. Efrat is a city, it's not, not, not just a community. Efrat is a big city. Efrat is uh, just a bit south of that intersection. Alon Shvut, where the Yeshiva, uh, Yeshiva Haratzion, which we all know as the Gush, is uh, in Alon which is just uh, down down the road from that intersection. It is a major intersection. It is an intersection where um, uh, people are constantly uh, hitching rides, and it is very well, um, you know, populated. Obviously, at that moment, it was no. not well populated. But um, it, it, anyone who who knows anything about you, the area of Yehudan. I mean, you're talking about, by the way, the, the place that they were kidnapped from, is approximately 15 minutes from by car from Eshelayim. Right. We're not talking about some far-flung, you know, an hour into into some uh, Arab territory.
0: 100 percent, a very Jewish area, many different Jewish cities, as you just described, right there, and as you just said, very close to the city of jerusalem sixteen minutes before nine o'clock at nine o'clock this morning mayor weingarten will have more coming up on the israel show regarding what's happening uh, in israel um... i i asked I mean, we, we mentioned this earlier and uh... you know we want positive news we wanted as soon as possible but as you just alluded to earlier there's no indication of uh, we, we have no idea what to expect today we just have we have no idea if we're going to be hearing anything of any value uh... in terms of news today
10: right Um as I said, the indications are that uh, it 'll take a few days, and um, as they say, the operating uh, um, the default operating premise is that the, that the boys are alive right. uh, that, and, and that has to be the premise until we know otherwise
0: by the way, someone mentioned to me that it 's not just the United States and this area, uh, and this area is, uh, as I said earlier, really filled with a lot of people whose eyes are toward Israel on a regular basis, but apparently. Jewish communities around the world in many, many, many different countries are uh, are also in this state of uh, of, um, uh, of uh, uh, uh,
10: care and concern. Thank
0: you. Where they're just uh, don't know what to do with themselves and are gathering for prayer and right. for for Tehillim and had uh, hoping that their prayers and Tehillim are in fact uh, going to. Uh, eventually lead to a good result in this situation.
10: Right, and uh, it's, uh, look, Jews around the world, we care about each other and we live in a world where we know everything instantaneously that is happening in every place, and so we can connect uh, to each other in these difficult times and, and give each other strength, which we couldn't do in the past. You know, we live in a generation of instant everything. It has its good and it has its bad, uh, in this case, uh, it's the good, because it unites everybody. Uh, it unites us in a way that um, we, we can help strengthen those that need our support, the families, these these uh, three families, and and the people of Israel in general. It's not just these three families that need our support.
0: What do you know about this song we're about to play? It was recorded by one of the, uh, one of the boys yeah. who was
10: kidnapped. Eyal um, Yiftach, he's the oldest, he's the 19-year-old. A student, uh, he was a student in uh, the Mechinam Bnei David until very recently, and then he moved to, uh, to the Yeshivat uh, uh, Shave Chevron. Um, obviously very talented musician. He wrote a song in honor of, I believe it was his sister's wedding, and uh, a few months ago, about two months ago, uh, went into a studio and recorded it. And um, I don't think we would have heard it. If not for these circumstances, his friends yesterday um, released it to the world in order to give the world a sense of who their friend is through this song. It's a it's a beautiful song. Uh, the words from Shir Hashirim, it is it is eerie and and, and emotionally heart wrenching because um, the words include Bikashtihu velomitzatihu or Bikashti velomitzativ. I I have looked for him and have not found him, which is you know
0: unbelievable. Yeah, and um,
10: here and 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 I must say it's uh, you know this is him. He is he is he composed it and he is singing it and and playing the guitar.
0: And here's what it sounds like, Mayor. I thank you. We'll be listening ten minutes from now at jmam Thank you. This is J M in the A M. Oh a song by Eyal Yifrach, one of the boys, as he's uh, now known. He uh, recorded that a couple of months back. We pray for the release of Gilad Naftali and Eyal in good health. And uh, we continue to pray, and I thank everybody who uh, continues to schedule prayer services, to Hillim gatherings Those who are going to be there today at 12.30 in New York City, thank you. 12.30 today, New York City. 42nd Street and 2nd Avenue for a prayer vigil on behalf of the three boys. Uh, Many, many, many have um, gone ahead over the last couple of days and have put these gatherings on... uh, uh, um On the uh, have arranged for gatherings in their communities. A big yeshiqaht to everybody who's participated in so many communities, especially in our area. As we said, the Upper West Side gathers tonight at Manhattan Day School. I'm through. I'm sure through social media, those of you in your specific communities will be kept up to date on what's happening. Specifically, the Moetzes Gedolei Torah has released a statement asking everybody to daven and to utilize time this afternoon, specifically today, to um, pray for the three boys. As I said earlier, it seems that uh, there is a an effort across the board to participate and keep them in our hearts and in our minds. Aya to the Mayanot students who have signed up for specific Prakim of Tehillim. So that Safer Tehillim can be said multiple times on their behalf. Um, many different schools and shuls have been participating, and we say thank you. Let's keep it going. Mayor Weingarten is going to be on just a few minutes from now on jmnam.org with The Israel Show with plenty more on what it's been like over the last few days since this was announced to the world Friday morning and since the episode took place on Thursday night. He'll have plenty more. He has uh, been observing the news and following very closely since this all started. The Moetzes Gedolay of Torah issued a call to all Jews to gather on Monday, pour out their hearts to Hashem, and recite the hillim between Minchamarev and Yeshivos at the end of Second Seder on behalf of the three boys captured by terrorists. The chapters that they cited are 13, 20, 22, 35, 43, 44, 69, 77, 83, 90, 102, 107, 121, 130, and 142. With the last three recited verse by verse. We will wrap up a Monday and uh, remind everybody to keep The three boys in mind. This is JM in the AM. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at ninety-one point nine on the FM dial and around the world on the web, JM and the AM.org Oh yes, Achaeinubi Israel and Achim Um, Again, I remind you, our programming was supposed to include our App Week uh, celebration uh, kickoff today. We postponed that because of the uh, situation in Israel, so no celebration today. That will be rescheduled. Michal Przanski was scheduled for today. Also, we wanted to uh, make sure to give him his due and not interfere with all the programming uh, today that we would be doing dedicated to the boys. So he'll join us later in the week. Mayor Weingarten is next with The Israel Show and plenty more regarding the uh, situation, regarding uh, Gilad, Naftali, and Eyal. Uh, tune in right now at jmnam.org. Use the brand new NSN app so you can comment as the show is going on. Have a good Monday, everybody. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.